Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to the Toast Happy Thursday. Thursday. Wow, wow. Fun. we're in the latter half. It just kind of flies when we're having a girly swirly week together. It does fly when we're having a girly swirly week together. It is, you know, Thursday morning. I had a day. You've had a day, Claudia and I. If you're watching on YouTube, are on two different shows today two different planets that's so sad i miss you on my planet i wish i was on your planet yeah i'm on your planet and you're kind of on my planet yeah so i'm like dressed to the nines in a dress a jacket and boots because i just came from a bris an early morning bris for a my snip wah a snip wah with a four my best friend and book club member margo mazel tov margo she had a baby and a margo boy. not redhead that's really confusing because we also have margo in oh, our book club oh true true this is my book club she's member of the balabas we'll call her margaret that is her government name okay margaret um she had a baby so we were up early at shul that's why i'm looking modest actually i put my dress up a little bit for the toast you know i gotta show these legs off totally where are your boots from stod they're really cute thank you so much they're really cute i might have to get them you should by the way and for any of my wide calf girlies like there's their space cool even though i wore a really similar pair of boots last night like i also want those ones you look so comfortable and cute thanks that's usually an insult like you look comfortable it does yeah oh, that's you, literally it's like that commercial you look tired that's that commercial which one with the for cotton and you look incredibly comfortable, comfortable. uh but i do look comfortable i'm like in you know mama on the mo on the road mode no you're in like new york mama mode new york mama mode um i got my merch mama hat on it's just like the cutest hat ever we've been getting a lot of questions about our merch being like your website's broken no we're in like a full rebrand mode new merch is coming as soon as it's done we're working on it we want it to be premium our website is down because you can no longer purchase merch from for from us until the rebrand has launched. Until the new merch. So that will be in the next few weeks. We're just doing final edits, but it's really cute premium it, stuff. It, it, like the first collection is... I'm really excited. It's for the girlies. It's for the girlies, and it's going to be great. And yeah, so I just am like... Chill. I have my best. I have like my fanny pack. I'm doing errands today. Oh, this is like an errands look. You look great. Thank you. Claudia said I look so cool, and I obviously love your outfit. You look so cool. Like, I would wear that in a heartbeat. We also looked fabulous last night. Let's recap our evening. Let's we were just kind of out and about in New York City. So the reason why you came to New York was obviously to see your beloved sister and make sure that Harry got time with Auntie Koja. But you were really here because we did an event for Amazon last night that was actually fabulous. Yeah, that was the reason for the season. And then I plan a little trip around it. Right. Did the same thing last year. It was the Amazon holiday soiree. They brought all steens on deck. It was. I don't think we've ever done like a full working event together. Not in a while. Not in a while. And <laughs> and not anything like that we're proud of. Legitimate. Yeah. Um, 
It was fabulous. And actually on the way over here, Ben was like, by the way, who was at the party? Like anyone cool? I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot to tell you. We met Sarah Jessica Parker. And he was like, really? How was she? And he was like kind of skeptical, you know? And what came out of my mouth, he was beyond shocked by because we all, like Sarah Jessica Parker, I believe her shoes as JP like sell on Amazon. Mm -hmm. She's like a partner of Amazon Fashion. So she was there meeting a few people and they were like, do you want to meet her? And we're like, sure. And I wasn't really expecting much. Like I'm I'm obviously a Sex in the City fan. I'm not like a SJP, like enormous fan. I obviously like admire her and she's, you know, amazing. When I tell you, we all individually like did a little meet and greet with her and then we sat down on a couch and we were all just like kind of giddy. Like she was really kind of incredible. She was so nice and warm in like the two seconds of like, hi, how are you? Thanks for coming. Like, yeah. So genuine and lovely. Like when she asked, how are you? Like, I think she actually wanted to know the answer. Yeah, she meant it. We were all so struck by her kindness. Ben was like, what do you mean? I'm like, she was like warm and welcoming. And I actually like love her now. Yeah. She was, she didn't have to be that nice. Like she was so nice. And so you're right. Genuine is the perfect word for it. It just like came off as genuine. Like the things that she said, which were like, hi, how are you? Welcome. Thank you for coming. Whatever it was. It wasn't crazy. Anyone can say those things, but just the way that she said them with, she meant them. I knew yeah. she meant them. And she wasn't like weird. She like put her arm around me in the photo. She's not like weird about yeah. being touched. I just, one, like I didn't see that on my list of, of things that were going to happen last night. Like leaving with an enormous love and respect for SJP. Yeah. She was awesome. She was awesome. Um, and it was really a fabulous event. Lots of people were there. I'm like kind of, you know, infiltrating the Real Housewives of New York, new generation. So obviously everybody knows I met Aaron and Abe at BravoCon and like we're just kind of like a throuple now. Um, but I met Jessel, which I know means nothing to you because you don't watch the show. I but know like, I saw an episode and a half. But do you, like, do you know Jessel? I know that she's a big topic of conversation from this season. Because she, like, started off, yikes, energy. Like, she was just, it did come out at the reunion that she moved from Dallas for the show. And once everyone found that out, they were like, oh, she moved for the show? Like, you would do it too. No, moving for a job, it happens every day. It's really not a big deal. Um, but she was just giving, like, such try-hard energy in the beginning. And I think it really could have went south for her. But then in the last couple of episodes, like, you really just saw that she's, like, this nice girl who, like, definitely wants to be famous, but she, like, wants to be friends with everyone. She doesn't have a mean bone in her body. And everybody was just coming for her so hard because she was giving, like, like try-hard kind of, like, energy. But... The fans were like, you know what? Like, she's a nice girl. Like, she didn't do, she's not been mean to anyone. And she had this sort of resurgence. She, Rolling Stone did a big feature on her. It was kind of like the year of Jessel. And I got to meet her, and it was actually really, she was fabulous. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like, I'm just kind of infiltrating. I got to meet, um, so and I know that, Uba. Now that you're becoming friends with the women, if they reach out to you for casting. So, there's a lot of talk about them. <laughs> it's really not that. No, by the way, I'm heard of. You're not that far off in like age now yes. from this new cast. I, I actually think I'm a perfect candidate for this show. I would never do it. Like ever. Okay, but say they call you. You wouldn't immediately hang up the phone. No, I would go through the I, I would I would go through the process and either hope that they don't accept me or if they actually offered me a job, like I would really, really have to think about it, but I think I would say no. I feel like you would go through the process and like, you know, where the chips fall, where they may. Like if you got the job, like if you didn't get the job, it was meant to be. And then if you got the job, you would really consider it. And I could see you considering it to the point of accepting it. I would consider it. But honestly, I think as I get older, when I was younger, I would have done it in a second. I think it was like probably a goal of mine at some point. Yeah. I think it's part of the reason I got married. Like for, however, 
I think as I get older, like it's important to bloom where you're planted. I feel like we have such a good thing going here, like it in terms of my ruin career. This because, like, say you did the show, and then, like, say you were on for two or three seasons. Whenever you got off the show, like, then you're just like a former housewife with a podcast, and like, right, that's just not our vibe and here. It, you know, there's really only one person in the Bravo sphere who has negated that sort of trope, and that's Hannah Burner. Yeah. People don't even think of her anymore as an ex-reality star. And that's so major for her. I, every time she comes on the toast, I say, like, I'm so impressed and happy for you. Because it could be a dark road after you get fired from a show like that. And you still try to live a public life because it was your career and your, you know, your uh, income. Mm-hmm. I always tell her that because it's so impressive. And I think she's the only person I can think of. Yeah. Who didn't, like, Denise Richards is fine. Like, who didn't have something before? Yeah. And who, like, arguably is... Bigger and more beloved after leaving the show. Yeah. Than when she was on it. Yeah. And then at BravoCon, like, they were asked, like, would, would Hannah, like, like, Kyle and Amanda were, like, the ones who, like, kicked her off. And then so they were asked, like, would you have her back? And they were, like, totally. Like, I'm of sure. course. I'm sure they I'm sure Hannah they loved hearing TikTok that. followers. Yeah. I'm sure Hannah, like, loved hearing that. Do you think she would go back? Never in her life. Nor should she. Even if she wasn't having this amazing success, like, she was just on the Drew Barrymore show. Even if she was literally living on the street, she would not go back. Yeah. Crazy. So you would so consider it. I would consider it, but I, I really don't think it's right for me. But it could also be amazing for our show. Like of course. people love you on Roni and then they want more of you and they can have you every day. To be honest, it'd be it would be one of those things, and actually it would be something I weigh very heavily and consider and talk to you and the family about. And I think ultimately you would tell me not to do it. I I likely would, yes. Cause in in your words, and you said this once and it's how I think about everything now. Like, does the risk outweigh the reward? And for me, it does. Yeah. I I would agree with me. Right. And agree with you and agreeing with me. But it's a good question because a lot of people are talking about me potentially being... No, I'm kidding. But I've there, not heard from anyone. But there could be, like, a huge, huge... Like, if it all went well, the reward could be infinite. The operative word being could. Right. Like, it could be, like, a Molly May situation. It could. She, like, has made me feel a little differently. I would still go with, like, my gut, because mm-hmm. not everyone gets to be Molly May. There's, do you know how many not Molly Mays there are? Right. Molly Fay. But she's got me, think, like, being a little more optimistic, but still realistic. Sorry, yeah. Molly. So, no, but it was fabulous to hang with the ladies. Oh, and then I tagged Jessel in my story, being like, oh my God, I met Jessel because I was so excited. And I saw that she had messaged me previously because she's like a fashion publicist and she had invited me to an event that was featured on the show when she had that thing at her apartment for like for one of her brands and all the ladies were like, wow, she, she got like really major like fashion people there and everyone was like, Wait. Except not dirty. She couldn't get dirty. Everyone was like, Jessel could do this. And that's when like everybody kind of like turned. Like, who was there? Like a lot of fashion people whose names I don't know and you wouldn't know either. But if you saw them, like, you know, that like older lady with the red bob and like the blush not grace no not grace coddington but like she's like a classic fashion guy and then like that guy with the glasses you know okay do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. but she didn't get dirty there so she didn't but i had seen i should have went i didn't see the message you would have never never but now you know for next time yeah because i've actually i think one time in my life been to an event that was being filmed for bravo i think you were there too yeah for margaret no also um Fashion Week, Kyle's store in New York. This two, you're right, two yeah. events, and we got on TV. We got on TV. The Margaret one was cut, so yeah. it wasn't ever, but it was like a Pride event in Jersey. And let me tell you, I had no fun at either event. Like it's really, it's made for filming. It's not like a real event. Yeah, you're just like person in the background watching the drama. Yeah, so I, I didn't enjoy it. Those events really aren't fun. 
No, not if you want to be a star. No, not if you want to like have fun and like have a drink and dance. They can't even play music. So true. They're not fun. Yeah, but we did get on TV. We did. That's funny. Um, yeah, Kyle by Eileen too. Yeah. So the City. event was really it was fab. lovely and we had a great time. It was fun to be together all sisters, get a little glam. Hang out with like fellow celebrities. Yeah. It was good. Celebrate the holidays. Usher in the holidays. I we, love, We're not talking enough about. We're not talking. And we actually haven't spoken about it enough. And, and for that, we intend to do better because. We're listening. We're listening to holiday music and we're learning. From scripture. From scripture. Happy holidays, everyone. It's a time. It's time to start celebrating. And you know when you'll, it's really time? Rach Parcells' Christmas decorations go up next week. Oh. So she was giving us a little teaser about oh. what we can expect. She's only doing one tree this year, not two. Drew's very happy about that. Okay. So I think it's the one tree is going to be like the Major, rock biggest color. and the baddest. Yeah. She's also incorporating a splash of maroon into her decor this year. Hmm. And I think that's beautiful because Rach says red is the color of the season. Red is the color of the season. But it I can't is. believe she never had red in her Christmas decor before. I can't believe like there are people out there who have houses and are of the Catholic Christian faith and don't have 45 trees. Like, not only do I live in an apartment, I'm also a Jew. So, like, I couldn't even have one if I tried. But if I could, I would only be able to have one. Your new apartment is tree-friendly. No. Does anybody, any other, like, Goyim and no, not Goyim. What's the opposite of Goyim? Jews. Any other Jews or just people who aren't, like, celebrating Christmas look at their apartment during the winter season and be like, oh, if I had a tree, it would go there. Because yeah. I do that. I know exactly where I would put well, it. Well, your old apartment, like... There was nowhere for the it. The tree would be like scraping up against it. All right, don't be rude. No, no, no. It just like wasn't... Tree friendly. Tree friendly. This apartment is tree friendly. No, I know. I think all... But you know what else I've been thinking about? You know, we have Hanukkah. Hanukkah's good, but it's good. We have Hanukkah and, you know, you light candles once a day for eight days. And part of the, the, the mitzvah is to obviously light the candle, but then to publicize the nace, which means publicize the miracle. Now, in my old apartment, I couldn't publicize shit because nobody could see into my windows. I lived in an alley. No, but the brick wall knew about the miracle. The brick, my brick wall knew about the miracle. He was an educated brick wall, okay? <laughs> in my new apartment, I could publicize the shit out of my nace. Can't wait for someone to throw an egg at my house. Yeah, truly. <laughs> I'm going to get egged. Got to publicize the nace. Anything for the nace. So it's holiday season, and that's really and we're not talking about and it we, enough. No, we're not. You're here, and we're disgusting for be. that. Snow is falling as a caroler sing. Just wasn't the same alone on Christmas Day. Wait, I got another one. Take a trip. Wait, no. <clears throat> Take a trip down Candy Cane Lane with me. You confess. I confess, you're the best. Best I ever had. Take a trip down Candy Cane Lane with me. So yeah, that season's upon us. And that's exciting. It is. It is, it is. Should we dive in? We've got five stories. The sag Astra news that oh we've gosh. all been waiting for. You guys, sag Astra. We like, have CMA Awards. It's bittersweet. Yeah, we'll talk, let's talk about it. Okay, so we'll get into we it. We also have the CMA Awards, and like I have a lot to say. Great, because I didn't watch them. Did you watch them? We no. were out. No, I have a lot to say about like the re results. Oh, about the awards themselves. The awards themselves. Yeah. Uh, unburden yourselves. Yeah. CMAs. Without further ado, it is time for the Fast Side Stories that you need to know. <laughs> Today's episode of The Toast is brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. 
So the results of switching your dog food from kibble to fresh can seem like magic. When a senior dog starts acting like a puppy again and the pickiest of eaters can't wait for dinner time, you might think that some spells were cast, but the farmer's dog doesn't use any sorcery or secret ingredients to make their fresh food. They just use science. So what is the farmer's dog? They make and deliver fresh, healthy food for your dog. It's developed by vets, it's nutritionally balanced, and it's made from real healthy ingredients. It's made to human food safety standards. It is the best option for dogs at all life stages because it's not kibble and it's not canned goo. It's just real healthy food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are highly processed. They can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they are extremely difficult to portion accurately. The farmer's dog is not just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to two and a half years longer than overweight dogs. If you have a Strice bro in your life, I mean, I've been experiencing this recently, like their health, their well-being is the most important thing. And what you give them twice a day or three times a day depending on what kind of mom you are is so important I switched to fresh healthy dog food from the far- farmer's dog a little while ago immediate results Theo's breath was so much better his poops were more consistent his coat was really shiny he felt energy I've heard of senior dogs who get like new leases on life when they switch to fresh healthy food so it doesn't matter if your dog is young or old it's always the right time to begin investing in their health get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast plus you get free shipping just go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get 50% off your first box and free shipping. Today's episode is also brought to you by GameTime. You shouldn't have to worry about when to buy tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time's a great app just to have on your phone for wherever you are. If you live in a fabulous city with lots of fabulous events like I do, or if you travel a lot for work and you know you have a night off, oh look, there's a basketball game, oh a comedy show. Just a great way to like explore and find things to do in your city or a city you're traveling to. And it's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase you can buy ticket tickets in seconds all they offer all in pricing so you show the total up front you know what you're paying and you know you're getting a great deal before you check out and you could see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect they have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event even up to an hour after it starts. You can find exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats, which is big time for savings. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code TOAST A-S-T for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, and make sure to use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase on the GameTime app. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. So whatever reason you might be having for starting a website, whether you work in e-commerce, you want to start a side business, you're a photographer, there is a a template on Squarespace for you. You want to upload an asset library, you can upload, organize, and access all your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. If you're looking to sell merch, custom merch, you can easily sell custom merch and create passive income that streams passive income streams that engage your audience and scale your brand. So if you have an online store, it's super easy with Squarespace. If you want to host a video collection, do email campaigns, whatever it is, 
what I love about Squarespace and so many people use websites for e-commerce is that if you want to sell in person, they have a point of sale. You can connect a square reader to the Squarespace app and you'll keep your orders, your inventory and your customer data all in sync with your online store. So Squarespace is the place to be if you're looking for a website. It's much more cost effective, but it'll look like you hired a fancy schmancy company to design a website for you. So head to squarespace.com right now for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash toast. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's square, S-Q-U-A-R-E, space, S-P-A-C-E, dot com slash toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Thank you, Water. um First story, the strike is over. Oh SAG-AFTRA and the studios have reached a tentative deal on new three-year contract. Emphasis on the word tentative. Emphasis on tentative and three years. Like, we're going to have to do this again three years? Or maybe within these three years, they can reach a deal that's not so tentative. I also feel like a couple of weeks ago, it was like, oh, they're back at the table, tentative, something. Yeah. This feels more conclusive because everybody's talking about it. Like yeah, everyone's actors- acting like it's over. But last right. time there was something, but you knew it like wasn't going to last. Right, so... For now, I'm just assuming like the strike is fully over. Yeah, because this is everyone's acting like this is the news they were waiting for. You know, and Fran Drescher like put out a statement. We did it, you know. Yeah. So after 118 days of the Actors Guild being out on strike, SAG-AFTRA and the studios on Wednesday reached a tentative deal on a new contract that could see Hollywood up and running again within weeks. The strike will be over as of 12:01 a.m. Pacific time on today, oh. putting an end to more than seven months of labor unrest in Hollywood that saw the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA hit the picket line. <laughs> I know that Astra doesn't have an S in it, and everyone's like, Claudia, Jackie, you're reading it wrong. It's Sag Astra to me. And I always agree. Will be. It's it's just a scratch in my brain. Yeah, scratches an itch in my mouth. Yeah, Sag Astra. SAG-AFTRA hit the picket lines in the industry's first joint strike in more than 60 years, culminating a dramatic day of studio earnings results and deadline ultimatums. The Actors Guild 17-member negotiating committee unanimously voted this afternoon to recommend a tentative agreement to the SAG-AFTRA board. Okay. Specific details of the deal are expected to be revealed when the agreement goes to the board on Friday. Yes, I don't know what the deal is. I was looking for it. Like, what's going to happen with AI? What's right. What's going to happen with the extras? Like, all the talking points we've been talking about. What does it mean for the streamers? But what does it really mean for us? Let's talk about that. Mm. Because that means... This means, like, yes, everyone's going back to work. Fabulous. We love. But we can't talk about the SAG-AFTRA strike anymore. And that's kind of been a cornerstone of our show for, for, like, since the summer. Yeah. Like, we always have seasons of what we talk about. Like, it's Travis and Taylor. Right. Or the Kardashians or the Royals. And, like, it's been Mm SAG-AFTRA. And so it's bittersweet to say goodbye to this chapter if, you know, it is goodbye. If it is indeed. But I do feel like things were getting a little long in the tooth with SAG-AFTRA, especially after Halloween. So there was like a lot of infighting within members. At first it was SAG-AFTRA strong. Oh my God, at you first, do not step out of SAG-AFTRA strong. At first it was SAG-AFTRA strong, everybody, t-shirts, signs, picketing. No sort of unrest within the community. Then the Halloween thing tipped people off. And also it was just going on long. And of course everybody knows that like they were trying to get the best deal. But... A deal is better than no deal. And people were like, listen, it's just really dragging on right now. Oh, my God. And then, like, the Drew Barrymore era. I forgot about that. Right. So I do feel like there was a lot of unrest within the actual union. And they needed to get it done. Yeah, because people weren't working. And I'm sure there were people that were feeling like, maybe I should just go get a job. Like, I think that they needed to put an end to the strike. And a, a deal, any deal, is better than... No deal. Right. Deal or no deal? deal? I'm gonna go with deal. Deal. So they have a tentative deal. And yeah, but I agree. It's been a big part of um, 
the Fast Five stories around here. You were gonna miss it. Let's 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 lay this to rest, like, and, and give it a proper finale. What was your favorite moment of the SAG after strike? I actually really enjoyed talking about the daytime hosts, Me too. like Bill Maher, Jennifer Hudson, and people's. Um, decision making during that time because obviously daytime talk show they have writers but it's not scripted so it kind of fell in this like weird in-between space and a lot of people were going to go back without writers we remember what happened and following like celebrities being messy like I'm going to do this actually no I'm doing this oh actually I'm going to do this that was interesting and I also just thought it was interesting that somebody was doing something that they knew they were going to get backlash for it, but it still felt strongly enough to do it. Unpopular, but yeah. felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, I thought that was just an interesting time. I actually enjoyed commenting on that. Yeah, because it was, you were able to have an opinion. There were takes to be had. Right. It wasn't just like, obviously, we all think like, yeah, SAG should get better. We all agree with, this, with the union. Like, yeah. scab, scab, SAG should be better. But then Drew was just like, fucking shit up, you know? Yeah. What was your favorite part? I did enjoy that part because it allowed um, for nuanced opinions and conversation. I really enjoyed being called a scab. Um, <laughs> we were called scabs. That was, Just for asking questions. That was, you know, funny for me. You know what else I really enjoyed? Mm. I really enjoyed seeing people who I like follow on Instagram get opportunities that they mm. wouldn't have ordinarily gotten because celebrities weren't able to go on talk shows or do any form of press for... Um, any projects and they really didn't even have any projects coming up and if they did they weren't allowed to talk about them so I thought it was cool to see people you know getting opportunities who probably wouldn't because it would be competing with you know everybody else yeah but because all these actors and people in SAG had to take a step back and not do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do it kind of gave a platform for other people to get those opportunities do you know what I mean yeah do you think that anything that happened for us had to did we benefit from the strike at all no, no. have you been on like any, have you gotten anything? No, I don't think so. No, I'm just trying to No, think. I don't. No, I don't think so. No, but I'm happy for everyone that did yeah. um, benefit. Like, that was cool to see, like, influencers or, um, like, digital people being tapped for things because SAG members were unavailable. Yeah. Yeah. So... Hopefully this is it and that the tentative deal becomes a yeah. final deal. Because as much as I like talking about it, like, I am over it. Oh, I want people sure. to get back to work. People need to work. Content needs to resume. Resume. And that's the way of things. But that's just the way it is. I do look forward to hearing the deal points and how they got better. Got better and got on the same page. Who really had to give? Who really took? I think SAG probably had to give. I'm sure they ended up with a better deal than they initially had, but probably not all the things that they wanted. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So are you ready for our next story? The other big news of the day. The CMA yes. Awards were on last night. The stars hit the carpet looking gorgeous. And we have the winners, yeah. shall we? Yeah. So last night was the night of Lainey Wilson. She swept the awards. Entertainer of the Year, which is the big prestigious award of the night. So that's what I want to talk about. Went to Lainey Wilson. She was up against Luke Combs, Chris Stapleton, Carrie Underwood, and Morgan Wallen. So before I say anything, I want to say I'm an enormous Lainey Wilson fan. Yeah. I've seen her perform, I think, twice. Her song Grease is my go-to treadmill song. It's so good. I saw her at the ACM Awards perform Grease, and I was like, she's not human. Like, she's incredible. So nothing I'm about to say is in any way like a dig towards Lainey Wilson. I, I just feel like that's important to say. Entertainer of the Year is this massive award. It's, it's the equivalent of like record, uh, I mean, album of the year at the Grammys. That's like the big award that everybody stays and waits for. Now, that award never goes to a woman. Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood are always nominated, almost like seriously, like just to, to say that they nominated two women, they never win. 
A woman hasn't won since 2011. Carrie and Miranda are always up for it. They they know she's never. Oh, and I think the last time they won, they gave it to both of them. Okay, like such bullshit. Okay. Now, as a country music fan myself, it's 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 not even my opinion. It's sheer fact that the entertainers of the year were Luke Holmes and Morgan Wallen. Yeah. They went on the same size tour as Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Luke Holmes just got back from Australia to play country music. Like, well, they um, actually have a lot of country music in Australia, but yeah. Do you know, a, a country music... Uh, I mean, he was also in Scotland in a kilt. Country music is... Australia is 19 hours away. Like, I'm just saying, it's, it's another world. Yeah. And... It's actually just like inaccurate for her to have won. Yeah. And it actually bothers me that they gave it to her because it almost feels like they only gave it to her because she's a woman, which is feels like so invalid. And there were so many other years where like the women were actual contenders, like doing stadium tours, headlining the Super Bowl. Like there were years where the like the women who were nominated were the entertainers of the year and they didn't even get it then. Yeah. So like for me, for her to get it, I just feel like it kind of like is a slap in the face to women in com uh, comedy, women in music, because like she clearly wasn't. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and it, so it feels like she got it because she's a woman. The bar is like lower for right. women. Yeah. Like how can you really? Lainey Wilson opened for Luke Combs' stadium tour. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And she's amazing. And her songs play all over the radio. No, and she's amazing. She's and everywhere. She's I gonna, love and her. She's only at the beginning of her career. She's, so it, by the way, she won New Artist of the Year when we were, oh no, I was in Vegas. What year was that? Two years ago. So she won a New Artist of the Year two years ago. She's brand new. No, the fact that she opened up for Luke Combs just tells you what you need to know. Like, and I hate to be like a naysayer because we should be celebrating the fact that a woman won. But if you're like a, a fan of country music, like you know this isn't accurate. And then it just kind of, it, it, you're right. It sets the bar lower for women. Yeah. It was like Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen are doing things for her country music that are historic. They're, they're doing things for music that are historic. Yeah, like at the top of the Billboard charts. Like I think Luke had like two top five or hits. Fast like, car. They were like one, two, three, four, five for a while. Like it's. A Luke Combs or a Morgan Wallen song has been on the, the the number one country and also like top five of all Billboard. Yeah, for the entire a, year, yeah, a week no, has not gone by a, of all Billboard. Yeah, it's the two of them. Like, come on. Yeah, and even if you wanted to give it to a woman, actually Carrie Underwood is doing a Vegas residency. She's the Super Bowl the queen of the NFL. Like, she could get it. At she any did point. a stadium tour. She did two nights at MSG by herself, headlining. Like, she. Like, for Carrie Underwood to sit there, seriously, after year after year after year of getting slapped in the face, for it to go to a woman who's not her, like, I'm sorry, like, that's bullshit. Yeah. And again, this has nothing to do with Lainey Wilson. I love her. Yeah. And she will have her time. She will it's be. It's all ahead of her. Yeah. Is how it feels. Like, she just got... Who else was nominated? Chris Stapleton? Yeah. He could Headline always... stagecoach. Like... He could always win. He but could it's always also, win. Like annoying when he wins everything because there are other people who are talented. There are, but like he wins everything for a reason. So like I, could, the thing is, anybody could make an and argument. Chris Stapleton is on a tour right now. You could make an argument for really anyone who was nominated, except Lainey Wilson. Yeah. Unless I'm missing something, which I'm totally possibly missing no, something. She's doing big things in entertainment, but like not a Taylor Swift size tour. Yeah. No. I mean, she was on Yellowstone. Yeah. That's what I was thinking as well. I was shocked. Yeah, that is pretty And to shocking. be honest, if we really want to talk about like who had a big year as a woman in country, like where's Kelsey Ballerini? She made a lot of waves. Yeah. With rolling out the welcome mat. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Single of the year. Went to Fast Car by Luke Holmes. Love. You know how I feel. 
<laughs> album of the year went to Lainey Wilson. This is really hard for me um, because my album of the year is Getting Old by Luke Holmes. Of course. What else was nominated? Um, Ashley McBride. Love her. And Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time. And Rolling Up the Mel- Welcome Map by Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, okay. Um, I love a lot of the songs from Lainey Wilson's album. It wasn't my album of the year, but that doesn't make it an incorrect choice. She's... Amazing. Like, sure. I think, honestly, they all could, you could have made an argument for any of these albums to win. For sure. But again, like, Luke and Morgan's albums have been, like, colossal this year. The thing is, with Morgan, is that they've recently started to incorporate him back into, like, the country things, like, nominating him. I don't think he will ever win. Not. For a while. Not right now. So, fine. So, like, I don't even consider, like, I'm not even going to make a case for him because, like, I think, remember CMT took... Yes, CMT took him off. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, when they when they announced Lainey Wilson, they cut to Luke and they cut to Morgan, and like they were both like honestly mad. As they should be. They were like mad. they're doing they're trailblazing and like and they're huge country guys. They're always having what they're doing is un has not been done before. No, and I have long said I feel like a few years ago when we did like a CMA CMA recap, I said it's always like the same people. Like Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, who get nominated and win Entertainer of the Year. And like, honestly, they suck. And Eric like, Church. I, I, I don't include Eric Church in that group. I think they, he's like standalone. But like I always say, it's like for a while, it was like those men of country music who really stunk. Like, I'm sorry, they're so basic and whatever. Like they don't make waves in music. They're just like famous because they make like catchy country songs. Like Luke and Morgan are in a, on another planet. Right now, for sure. This year, for sure. Oh, for but- me, for sure. Anyways, I would have said, and I like Morgan Wallen's album. I've actually been listening to it. Like, now I have the time for it. Me too, but Luke's but is better. Luke's album is unbelievable. Wait, speaking of Morgan and Luke, I told you this in the car on the way home yesterday. Um, so the night before the CMA Awards, every year is this thing called BMI, and it's like the organization of songwriters. It's kind of like SAG, I think, for songwriters. And they have like a big fancy ceremony. They get Songwriter of the Year. Luke was it this year. But what they did that made a lot of waves is that they have performers. It doesn't get like televised anywhere, but there's like videos and stuff of it. Luke and Morgan Wallen actually performed together, which they, I don't think I've ever done. And they sang each other's songs. So Luke sang Thought You Should Know by Morgan Wallen and Morgan Wallen sang Going, Going, Gone by Luke Combs. And it was kind of a big deal because people are always talking about these two. I think a lot of people think there's beef. I I don't think that there is. I think uh, Luke was asked about it. And he was like, is there any competition? And Luke was like, yeah, but not in a negative way. Like competition is healthy. Like you want to be challenged and have somebody who's doing the same sort of thing as you so you can constantly be like getting better. So they definitely see each other. But people are always like, collab, collab. And like, no, they don't. No, but I saw a video recently of, I think it was Luke doing, or Morgan doing like It sounds a little bit like my daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think before Luke really, really blew up and Morgan like was releasing music, like they have both covered each other. Oh, it's an old video? Yes, they have both covered each other's songs. There's a video of um, Morgan singing something and there's a video of Luke singing, she sounds a little bit like my daddy, I don't cuss around my mama. Okay, because I saw that recently and I was like, hey, but now No, it's they're old. both old. Uh, well, there's room for everyone. They're literally my top two favorite artists, so there's no competition. I have room in my earbuds for both of them. Yeah. Song of the Year, Crazy, Fast Car, Songwriter, Tracy Chapman. Oh, I love this for Tracy Chapman. Right? Imagine like, I don't oh, I know, didn't 20 it. years so, after writing a song, you win Song of the Year in another so category. So did Luke go up? Like, <laughs> I don't who know. Who goes up? Did Tracy go up? I don't know if she was there. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's cool. That is cool. Female vocalist of the year obviously went to Lainey Wilson because you can't be the entertainer of the year without and not the, also yeah. winning your category. Male vocalist of the year went to Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Yeah. 
but like the thing is Luke I don't I me too we're can't. by the way we're biased we have to acknowledge that okay but also I don't get mad when somebody wins and like I could make an argument for it you know yeah no but yes 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 vocal group of the year old dominion there's like not even a competition well lady a they're my vocal group every year but acknowledge your own bias <laughs> acknowledge that you know it's just one of those things that yeah. I like more than the average yeah. person little big town midland and zach brown band they're also oh zach brown band yeah yeah Vocal duo of the year, Brothers Osborne. Love them. They, they beat probably, out Dan and Shay. I was going to say, the best thing to ever happen to Brothers Osborne is Florida Georgia Line breaking up and whatever happened with Scooter Braun and Dan and Shay because like, they kind of fell off the face of the planet. They just put out a new album, though, and it's really good. But they're, I never said they weren't talented, but they were like, for a minute, like every song they made... Billion yeah, streams. Billion streams. And then like they took some time off and I think they said that they actually experienced like a lot of conflict between the two of them. And then I feel like they went through something weird with their management. They just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. So it's just a series of fortunate events for the brothers Osborne who are brothers and are tight and they work hard and they just keep their heads down, you know? Yep. And then the other big category was new artist of the year and that went to Jelly, Jelly Roll. Roll which that's actually was a stiff competition because you had Zach Bryan who's like doing crazy things in music oh and Megan Maroney okay by the way I'm sorry like Zach Bryan should have won and I don't even like listen to Zach Bryan but like, like I know yeah he's doing crazy things he's, he's doing, doing by the way he's literally new artist a contender and does stadiums like I'm sorry but does he have a record label I don't what, know do you think why. He's independent? Yeah, something about him. I don't know if it's just like he my perception. He gives independent energy. I, like I feel like he's like the Frank Ocean of country music. He's definitely like a renegade outlaw, but I think that's just like his brand. Zach Bryan record label. I feel like he's independent. He's at Capitol Records. Oh. He's fine. Why do I think that he's just like? Because that's how good his branding is. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he's just like an outlaw with his rope. And I mean, for me, the new artist of the year would have been Megan Maroney, but I can acknowledge my bias in that. Yeah, yeah. She's small time. Compared to Zach Bryan and Jelly Roll. Right. But I do think an argument can be made for Jelly Roll. Yeah, but I think the thing is for me. And his like, wife is a podcaster, so we have no choice. We love, we love. But to support. We love, 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 love to see podcasters thriving. And he's amazing. I watched his documentary. I feel like I did a whole episode on it. Yeah. I just think Zach Bryan is currently bigger. Yeah, but it worked in my head when he was independent because it's like, okay, then he's not going to get he these didn't have awards. Like, no, he didn't have to, the, the campaign. To, the, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you have to campaign for these awards and because he doesn't have a label. Anyone speaking on his behalf. <laughs> he didn't get it. Yeah. So I like that narrative better. You're welcome. Um, but anyways, the girlies were looking good. Lainey Wilson looked incredible. I loved her outfit her. because I love that it was like fashion, but also super country. That's so her, by the way. Like, yeah. That thing that was the name of her album, Bell Bottom Country. Like she loves clothes. She's so girly, but she's really like, she represents for a lot of people. Like everybody loves it. Like the current country music like isn't country. She represents for a lot of people like country music. Bringing back country music. Her outfit was Carolina Herrera. Wow. And it's giving my wedding dress. Let me see. I love. And by the way, have you seen her boyfriend? He's so hot. It's nah. They're a smut novel. Oh my God. You nice. need to see a picture of her and her boyfriend and then listen to the song Grease, which is all about like having a man with dirty hands come home. <laughs> and it's a, it's a novel. It's Danielle Steele. It's... Colin oh Hoover. It's Luke Lucy. Nicole looks score. so beautiful. Let me see. I haven't seen the red carpet pictures. I love her dress. Okay, you like aren't showing me. They're beheaded. Oh, sorry. <laughs> They're beheaded on the iPad. So cute. I'm obsessed. So cute. I'm obsessed. Post Malone was there. Yeah. 
He respects the hell out of country music. And they respect the hell out of him. Him, Morgan Wallen, Hardy, and some other guys started like a band together and they just released three songs. Oh, I think I saw some of it. And Morgan Wallen was there and he cut his hair. He looks hot as hell. Yeah, but I like the mullet. Um, no. I liked the mullet. Also, I heard a rumor. I think I read it on Lindsay Jumois. Hubbard was there. Yeah, I know. I hope she met someone. Me too. She would. I saw it on her TikTok. Um, I read a thing, I think maybe like Jumois or whatever, that Harry Styles has a buzz cut now. Breaking news. Oh, I could see that being handsome. I, the thing is, there are like certain people, and there's not a lot of them. But Harry Styles is definitely one of those like faces. Anything works. Yeah. And they're all my favorite. Kind of like David Beckham. Remember in the documentary, yeah. he had so many hairstyles. Honestly, DTF for each one. Yeah, each one was better than the last. I agree. I would love to see buzzed Harry. Yeah, I think I saw like a very blurry, dark silhouette of him, and he appeared to have a buzz. He looks like David Beckham. Yeah. No, he... he he can pull anything off. Yeah. Okay, well, that's your CMA recap. I wish I got a chance to watch it. Me too. It's always a fun night in country music. But I'm sure if there are any great performances, they'll make their way to me. Yeah. I'm just going to sit back and receive them. Yeah. Let them come to you. Are you ready for our next... I don't chase. I attract. <laughs> what is mine will find me. What? <laughs> Literally. Are you ready for our next story? Mm -hmm. Robert Kardashian wanted to marry Priscilla Presley until she cooked for him. Me. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Priscilla Presley, who divorced Elvis Presley 50 years ago after a turbulent six-year marriage, claimed in a Q event last week that she had never wanted to marry after after Elvis because no one could ever match the music legend. However, that's not the whole story. In the mid-70s, after her split from Elvis, she fell head over heels for Robert Kardashian before he married Chris. An insider said that... Um, Robert was at one time desperate to marry her. Uh, they said, quote, Priscilla made Robert very happy. He wanted to marry her and have children with her. That was definitely his hope, his plan. The two were intimate virtually from the moment they met, and it was love at first sight. It's really so crazy. Things like this just always remind me because I need to be reminded. Like, the Kardashians really come from, like, L.A. royalty. Yeah. And they're connected in so many different ways to so many different people. I mean, O.J., Elvis. El now Elvis. Even before there was an Elvis connection. Because Linda. Linda. Yeah. Linda Thompson, who was married to Caitlyn, is that's Brody Jenner and Brandon Jenner's mom. Yeah. Dated, dated Elvis, Elvis after Priscilla. Priscilla. Yes. Um, a close friend recalled that Robert vehemently complained how, um, while he was making love to Priscilla, oh, Elvis, would, the, Elvis would ring her up, sounding incoherent. Oh, wow. Um, and also Robert's close friend, Larry Cranes, I believe that Todd's father, father of Todd remembered Robert telling him that Priscilla was terrific, but this guy Elvis doesn't stop controlling her. Oh, wow. That's a lot to get into. Yeah. I also did see, um, because Priscilla's doing like another round of press because of the Priscilla movie. I believe it was Gail King or someone, maybe it wasn't Gail King asking her like, finally, like you were 14. He was 24. You know, like, let's talk about that. Yeah. And she maintains that it was very innocent, very non-sexual for a while. And even though he was 24, he always treated her with respect. And she's not, a, he wasn't a groomer. And she doesn't feel like it was predatory in any way. She maintains that. Yeah, I read her book. And that's the story that she's telling. They, like, had a relationship, but it wasn't sexual for a few years. And then they got married. Like, it's weird, no? Like, I just feel like, I, just, I love, I love storytelling as much as, like, and I love great romances, and like, I can look past things, you know? Mm -hmm. I just think we should be talking about how weird it is, you know? And we could still on romanticize the, Priscilla the, the movie. Is, on the scale of weird things that are seen, it's not 
that high up for me, especially because like they then got married and they had a totally fine, traditional like, traditional relationship. So yeah, it's if you want to dig into no, it, no, I'm looking into it, but it's literally fifty years ago, and but it like, these people out are still for alive, them, you and know? it worked out for them. And for she sure. doesn't see it that way, and she's a grown woman now. Okay, let me ask you another question. What do you think is weirder? Okay. 14-year-old Priscilla, 24-year-old Elvis starting a relationship, although it wasn't sexual, but they met at that age and ended up getting married and like having sex. Or... Not when she was 14, but yeah. No, I said ended up. Yeah. Oh my God, not you defending them. Um, <laughs> or Woody Allen, Sunyi. What are the what were the ages so, there? So I mean, there's a big age gap, but she was of age when they but it's decided because, because he was temporary was stepfather. Step yeah. Yes. What do you think is weirder? It's a good question. I guess that one. What do you because mean? of the family connection? Yeah. Yeah, I actually think Elvis is weirder. Because the thing is, I mean, it's fucking weird what Woody Allen did, but they were never related. They aren't related, and she was of age. Yeah. So he didn't, you know, break any laws. It's just weird. Yeah. Elvis's is, you know, borderline illegal. But he didn't break any laws if he waited until she was of age. Yeah, but... Do you just not believe that they waited? Oh, no, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never thought... If, no one's ever asked me that question before. So, like, if, if they met when she was 14, and I forget the details from her book, but say they didn't consummate until she was 17 or 18. That would make him 27, 28. Yeah. Okay, you, but, if you believe that. Okay, I never thought much about whether or not I believed it. That's a good question. Um, I and guess, I, I believe it because I read the book. Yeah, well, I didn't read the book. So just based on my very limited knowledge, if you ask me if I believed it, like I would say no. Okay. And I believe it because I read it, the book and I just don't think she would spend that much time lying in her memoir. Yeah, no, like why write a book if you're just going to lie? Right. Like your memoir no, is like written by, like that's going to be your legacy. You, you leave, like don't tell lies. By the way, I feel like I'm really cutting you off a lot today. I could feel it. I'm oh, sorry. I don't feel it. Okay. You're fine. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So do you believe it? I just answered your question. I wasn't listening. I said because like I don't know a lot. No. So that's why it's weird. Because you think he was, you know, with a 14-year-old. Yeah. So did you answer my Woody Allen question? Which one did you think was weirder? I, I thought, I guess Woody Allen's weirder because of the, the family connection. ties. Yeah. And because I've like made peace with Elvis and Priscilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for me personally. Maybe you need to see the movie Priscilla. See it from Priscilla's POV because it is based on her book. Right, fine. I would love to do that. I also, I did watch the Mia Farrow. That was fucking wild. I didn't watch it. It wasn't even so, so much. So I don't really have opinions. It wasn't even so much about Sunyi. It was just about the insane way that all those kids grew up. Are Woody and Soon still together? I think Woody and Soon are still an item, yeah. Huh. There's proof in the pudding. I know. Like, it's weird. It's weird. Because at some point, like, no matter how weird it is when two people get together, if they're together for such a long amount of time, like, you just have to, like, kind of accept it. Yeah, it's meant to be. It's, it's like if somebody, sti if somebody steals your boyfriend and you're so mad, but then what, you're going to be mad at them when they're 90 years old and still in love? Like, yeah. you got to get over it. they're Bashared and you weren't. You're, you were in the way. Right. <laughs> get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> you were standing in the way of true love. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. This story is really crazy. Okay. Um, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom have made progress in their legal fight over the $15 million Montecito home with man who says he was in a post-operative delirium when he sold his home to the stars. Man who sold his home to the stars is Cameron, Cameron Westcott's, Westcott's father-in-law. 
His name is Carl Westcott. He's and he 84. started 1-800-Flowers. And last time we were on the toast, I misspoke and said that it was her father. Yeah. And that Cameron comes from a lot of money, too. She, I'm sure she does. It's her husband's 1-800-Flowers. Yes. So he's a businessman, Carl Westcott. He's 84. He's also a veteran, which, you know, doesn't look good. Image-wise. For the Perry Bloom camp. But Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom have cleared a legal hurdle in their ongoing legal battle with businessman Carl Westcott, father-in-law of Cameron Westcott, who says he was medicated at the time he decided to sell his home to the pop star. Carl Westcott, father-in-law of Cameron Westcott, who finalized the sale of his home to Katy Perry in July of 2020, has sought the court to overturn the sale, saying he was under the influence of pain medication when he agreed to sell the eight-bedroom, 11-bathroom home. He subsequently sued Katy Perry's business manager the month after the sale went through. As the trial commences past September, the judge split up the parties in the case as Katy has countersued Carl over damages as a result of the real estate row. On Wednesday in L.A. Superior, Superior Court, a judge issued a tentative ruling that Carl was in his right mind when he proceeded with the real estate sale more than three years ago people reported after reviewing the docs okay like you know order of the court like he said what he said but you know it's got me thinking okay so she like bought this house there's so many other houses like wouldn't you just like give it back and just like, to not have your name and by the way legally it sounds actually like Katy perry didn't do anything wrong but all yeah. we see is the headline she's being sued by an ancient uh veteran like right. what Okay. Wouldn't you just rather give the house back and avoid all the drama? Yes, but what? She bought it in July 2020. Like, they're in the house, I'm sure. Oh, July right? 2020. I'm sorry. Right. Maybe like they started construction. It's her daughter, so probably the home no, she I'm was sorry. born in. Sorry, I didn't put that together. You're 100% right. And now, and like, I feel like for both parties, honestly, like, you both have a ton of money. One of you find another house. It's hard to, fi- like, feel... Um, any sort of empathy for these people, you know? Yeah, no, it's like, it's in Kameen. I don't know what's been going on with Carl since this happened. Where is he living? What What is his history with the house? Like maybe, what if he has, my favorite dog is buried in the yard. It, like, maybe what it's the house that built him. Maybe it's the house that built him. And yeah. also for Katie, it's the house that like. Built her daughter. Built, and everybody has ties to this house. That's the thing about houses. Like they never really belong to you. Yeah, but it's also, it's a very emotional thing. It's not just a real straight transaction. No, no. I was having this conversation recently actually with some friends because, you know, friends break up, friends get buried, strangers get bored and strangers get buried. Like a part of growing up is like, you know, things change. Maybe your parents get divorced, whatever. You, the house you grew up in usually doesn't stay in your family. Like they sell it for another family. And it's like always so sad. Yeah. It's like really hard actually. Yeah. Because it's the house that... That was like last season on Southern Charm. Austin's parents were moving out of his family home. Yes. And for some reason, like it really was emotional for me, even though I've never had that. Like we just don't have that sort haven't had that sort of experience. Yeah. Um, but I was just like really feeling for the Kroll family. No, by the way, it's like a weird part of like growing up. It's like the acknowledgement that your parents are getting older and that like you're kind of taking on the responsibility now. And also that you have to like say goodbye to your childhood room. Like say goodbye to your childhood. You are grown now. Yeah. Goodbye. No, it's pathetic. Like it's so sad. It's really hard. Yeah. I think it depends when it happens for yeah. you. But I think if you're like used to moving and then yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. But if it was like the home you were born into and then like your, your parents are moving out when you're 30. It's hard. It's a lot. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? No. No. Because I have something to say and then you have something to say. Do you know Do you know that? Yes and yes. Well, today's episode of The Toast is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can definitely be a lot. It's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. 
Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. And BetterHelp is amazing for a time like this. It's so true. Holiday season, I feel like a lot of people feel very overwhelmed. It can be lonely. It can be isolating. It can also just be like too much. Even if like, you know, you have a lot of people around, you could just be like uncomfortable and overwhelming. And having an outlet and someone to talk to is amazing. And, and having BetterHelp is so great because if you're traveling a lot for the holidays, BetterHelp is done all through your phone. So you'll always have someone to talk to. If you're thinking of giving therapy a start, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's the best part of BetterHelp because such a natural part of therapy is like not vibing with the first person you meet. It could be really awkward in person to have to like cancel and go to someone else, ask for a referral. It's just like horrible and awkward. It's all done entire. It's done online. Excuse me. Bless you. Sydney's done it. It's true. BetterHelp is done online. So if you need to switch, it's not awkward at all. And they'll, they'll match you with another person. And it's all done online. So you can use whatever medium you're most comfortable with. So you can talk on the phone with your therapist. You can text. You can video chat. Whatever feels best to you. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash toast today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash toast. BetterHelp.com slash toast. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring today's episode. And today's episode is also brought to you by Dreamland Baby. So Dreamland Baby is having their biggest sale of the year. If you go to dreamlandbabyco.com and use code thetoastbogo23 at checkout for the buy one, get one free weighted products deal. This is a great way to stop, stock up on Dreamland Baby products or to give the product as a gift for the holidays. Oh, that's a nice gift for a new mom. Yeah. So the Dreamland Dream Weighted Sleep Sack is one of my favorite baby products. And once you're obsessed with it, you're going to need two. So now's the time to get one because you're going to have one in the laundry and you're going to need Ugh. one on hand and you're not going to want to be waiting by the dryer, waiting for it to dry and feeling the moistness. <laughs> so now is the time to get the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. We love them in our home. Yeah. So the way that it works, it has a little bit of weightedness on the top of the sleep sack which functions for your baby the way a weighted blanket does for you reduces you know anxiety stress. stress helps it's very calming will help you fall asleep and will help you stay asleep so it's been great for baby it can be worn three different ways for babies of all ages and depending on how your baby likes to be swaddled it can be two arms in one arm out or two arms out does charlie go too strong and he goes like this yeah um, I have done both both arms in and both arms out. They're both really great ways for baby to sleep. And as I said, they are having their biggest sale of the year. So head to dreamlandbabyco.com and use code thetoastbogo23 at checkout for the buy one, get one free weighted products deal. If you are looking for a sleeping solution for your bebe, I highly suggest you try the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. It is a wonderful product for babies. Gorgeous. What's our fifth and final? Our, oh, I got some requests. Like, people have really been missing the final stories song. I know that we're and together. And wrong. Yeah, I agree. So, without further did it did it do? You want to you go? No, it's a high note. It's the final story. We will be handling that. What are you thinking? Everything. <laughs> Our fifth and final story is some actually crazy news. Um, the shocking moment. Gal Were Gad you not wearing a hat? I was, but I took it off during the first ad break. Oh, I totally missed that. That was intentional because two things. It's warm in here. 
It's Secondly, fun. it's hot. I don't hot. know how the hat's going to look on the show. So I wanted half the show with hat and half the show without. So you can get clips from both. No. And so like if it was good, I had it for half. And if it was bad, thank God I took it off. No, I've definitely been thinking I need to wear hats more because I wore a hat recently because like my hair was so ugly and I looked so cute. Hats are like so cute. And when you have a good hat, like we've made a couple great merch hats. hats yeah I love this one I love the black 100% hat that's like so cool for like incognito mode right no because I'm like a real house of New York yeah aspiring yeah actually a hat would look cute with your outfit like throw wait. it oh my god Claude it's gonna look so cute am I the coolest girl on the planet obsessed okay I'll wear it for the rest and now I'll have clips from this and without <laughs> you are gonna think it's different days we're so mysterious. They were true that day I wore a vest. <laughs> because those reels are pink. Because that vest was disgusting. No, no. No, no, no. You missed a line. Okay. Those reels are fake. They were real that day I wore a vest. Oh, th no. Those reels aren't real. They were real that day I wore a vest. Because that vest was disgusting. That's really weird because I'm wearing a vest today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not disgusting. No, it's so cute. It's from Amazon. It's in my storefront. Are you ready for our fifth and final story yes. now? Which is not giving final story vibes. I should have like shoved it in somewhere else because it's like a, a rough note to end on. It's okay. The shocking moment Gal Gadot's screening of the Hamas terror attack film ended in massive brawl I between saw videos. protesters outside the Museum of Tolerance. You guys, this you couldn't make this up. It was giving very intolerant energy outside. There wasn't tolerance. It was the tolerance in the room with us. Perfect A plus usage. <laughs> Let me also say the Museum of Tolerance is LA's Holocaust Museum. And I just want to say if you find yourself outside of a Holocaust Museum protesting, like you really need to seek help and just go home. You're in the wrong party and get you a job. stay home. Get a job. Yeah. Videos showed fights between protesters outside the Los Angeles Museum of Tolerance, where actress Gal Gadot had organized a screening of footage of the brutal Hamas terror attack atrocities committed during the October 7th invasion of Israel. The 47-minute footage provided by the IDF was aired to a select audience of celebrities and influential personalities in LA and New York last night. Does it say who was there? Like, I'm dying to know. No major Hollywood stars were there. According to the LA Times, they also said it might have been due to the SAG after strike. Sure. Well, no, by the way, remember like for three years when you didn't want to go somewhere or something happened? Like you blamed COVID. everything on COVID. Now we're, I guess, we're, the strike is over. And what the hell does this screening, this isn't an uh, Oscar winning film. It's literally real no, footage. And it's not scripted. What the hell does it have to do no with SAG? Actors, like that's like. No, not, that's such a lie. Yeah, I don't know why one has to do with the other. Also, I feel like Agudo actually has a lot of famous friends. Mm -hmm. She's like such a weird level of celebrity where she's literally been in one thing. And she's probably A-list forever. Like the Wonder Woman trilogy, whatever it she was. She would be so far. Literally catapulted her to such an extraordinary level of fame. She's like the global face of Re Revlon. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the, yeah, she was in other stuff too, but like nothing like. I feel like she might be in like one other big thing that she we was don't in that consume. movie that we saw, Death on the Nile. Um, yes, which we liked. She's also in Justice League as Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's a part of that like crew. Yeah, so she's so famous. I feel like I mean she was responsible for the Imagine video and how many A-listers were in there. Like, yeah, she knows a lot of A-listers, so I find it crazy that nobody went. No, I don't know that nobody went. Um, but not like celebrities but still influential of course behind the scenes people there are a lot of people who are part of Hollywood who like make a difference and are influential that aren't famous I also think she's going to do more screenings like yeah. I think this was just one night of it um but there were about 200 people in attendance and um I got like an uncensored there were, TikTok 
of like some of the footage. I flipped away so fast, but like I did see like stuff. It was really like I it was really upsetting. It's so upsetting, and I don't understand what there is to protest about people bearing witness to something that happened. Like, what's you, the beef? What's your message? What's the beef? Like, I mean, I think it's my understanding that people who protest the screenings are people who don't believe that the massacre happened. So they, they think they think there fake. aren't real hostages. They think that. Um, there was they like they think it's Israeli propaganda. So the what the footage that they're viewing they think is fake, like made stuff. by Israeli media. Like that's really what they think. But I think I mean I don't know. But like the I can't pretend to understand. Some of it's body cam footage, but some of it is like was uploaded to Telegram by the terrorists themselves. Yeah. What do they say to that? That not that's not true. Like they just make stuff up. But I can't, the, Jackie. I really can't get into the mindset of a mentally ill person. Right. Right. So I'm doing my best. Okay. Right. Lay off. Okay. No, I'm just trying to understand. No, I like, know. The, you know the cause right, here. Right. Like, what's the problem with viewing? Because I the think footage? if if you're you know pro Palestinian and and uh, advocating on behalf of the Palestinian people, like that's you can be that, but also understand what that October 7th happened. You right. know, like that's not Congress with one another. So I don't know who these people are yeah. and what their cause is. No, I think that's their cause, but I guess part of their cause is denying that this happened and right. denying that people should see it, even though Hamas filmed it and wanted people to see no, it. And they're like proud of it. No, it's like, that was like the Babylon Bee headline that was like Hamas terrorists upset that they filmed their entire massacre and like the- People don't believe. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Well, honestly, good on Gal Gadot. Like, enormous respect for my Israeli queen. And just so and fucking crazy. she's taking so much flack. A brawl broke out at the Museum, Museum of, of Tolerance. Tolerance. You really couldn't write this stuff. I, I have enormous respect. I think that there are a few celebrities who are, like, taking... Amy Schumer's one of them. Mm -hmm. Taking so much shit for just, like, being proud Jews and supporters of Israel. And, you know, demanding the hostages come home. And I... I Imagine that's extraordinarily difficult. So I, I, I stand with them at this time. Yeah. No, but like once you've seen what happened and if you're a Jew and especially for Gal as an Israeli, like nothing else matters. Yeah. If you're just a human being, like. As it should be. Yeah. So it was our show. Nice long one hour show. Oh, wow. Tomorrow, you're still in New York, right? Yeah. We'll finish the show the week, the week together. together. How nice. Maybe and we're going to hang out today. And we're going to hang out today. Maybe we'll get on the same page tomorrow about like. Um, dress code. Dress code. But it's Friday. Don't so come looking chill. for me tomorrow. I will be wearing sweatpants. Yeah. Because it's Friday and it's yeah. chill. And I think. Oh, I have a turtleneck or a sweatshirt. I'll go sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iRobity, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have a fabulous, gorgeous, amazing, splendid day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.